Hello, Leapers. Chris here. And today we are proud to bring you the first in a series of podcast specials that feature the interviews we've done with the cast and crew of Quantum Leap over the course of season one. For listeners who might not realize, only a fraction of our interviews appeared here on the main podcast. The majority of them actually ran on our YouTube channel, both as standalone videos and also as part of the Quantum Leap podcast, Quantum Leap After Show, hosted by Albion Hayden. But I figure why let them have all the fun? So, we're going to kick things off by leaping back to the series premiere, July 13th, 1985. I mean, we shot out of the gate with four interviews for that first episode. First up, you'll be hearing from guest star Leo Suh, who played a guest at Ben and Addison's engagement party and had the first on-camera speaking role in the QL reboot. Then Serenity Burge has a chat with Miley Dudek, who played the young girl Caroline in the same episode. After that, we had the good fortune to speak to the ever-exuberant Dan Estrate, who played fake hope diamond maker Horace. And we wrap it up with an encore presentation of our first interview with Caitlin Bassett, who had just begun playing the role of Addison. Man, time has flown. As always, we appreciate the support of our listeners and patrons, without whom none of this would be possible. With special thanks to our producers, Harold Sullivan, Glenda Palma, Chris, a.k.a. Breckmang, Mike Covert, Jeff Kiska, Craig Riedler, Cosplay Dad, Charles Allen Gossard, and Morgan Felden. Thank you one and all for listening and supporting. Uh, just a couple of production notes. Starting next week, we will be returning to our reviews of the classic series with our chat about Play It Again Seymour. And after that, we'll be going back to the novels with our review of Pulitzer by Elizabeth Storm. So a lot of great new content to come about the classic series, and we'll be sprinkling in more of these interview specials as the weeks progress. But for now, sit back and enjoy our chats with Leo, Miley, Dan, and Caitlin. Hi, I'm Matt Dale. Welcome to the Quantum Leap podcast. I'm very excited today to be hosting the latest of our interviews with the cast and crew of the new series of Quantum Leap. I have with me here today Leo Sa, who is going to be in the first episode of the new series, playing a character which I'm sure he's going to tell us all about. And um, we'll be having a good discussion with him about that and uh, also about his, his career to date. So, Leo, welcome and thank you so much for your time joining us here on the podcast. Hi, Matt. Thanks for having me. Um, firstly, uh, what what can you tell us about the character? Um, because I, I'm we're recording this a couple of weeks before it airs. Um, I don't know anything about this character. So what, what can you share to help me along? So I, I play uh, Raymond's friend, or <laughs> Dr. <laughs> Ben's friend. Mm-hmm. Former friend. So I was I met him in the military, or I'm a former military man, so... I'm at his um, engagement party uh, celebrating with him, and I'm with my wife. Um, yeah, <laughs> we just great. So you're in the the sort of the the present day or near future or whatever of the the project time. You're not yes, present uh, day. <laughs> present day. Okay, great. Um, there's so many time loops. I'm like, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot of that. It's part of the joy of Quantum Leap. You never know when uh, when you're involved in it, where or when you're going to be. Um, yes. But yeah, so so you get to be part of an engagement party. Okay. Mm-hmm. So tell me a bit about how how you got the parts. Um, how you first came to be involved in in the show. I got the audition through my agent. The script that I got 
it was just like just one line, just congratulations, Ben. But it's it's weird because it's just one liners are actually harder than having like a whole script because you're just like, how am I going to say it? And you just, you just think too much. Yeah. Um, but I just I gave them two different takes, and I guess they obviously liked it. Uh, when I got to set, they gave me a new script, and it was actually more than just congratulations, Ben. So I was just like, oh okay, <laughs> like, it was really cool <laughs> that I got more lines. Fantastic. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely. And the director David, he was he was awesome. He worked with us really well, and yeah, he gave us you know he told he gave us pointers what to do. Yeah. yeah. I'm always interested. I mean, you, you mentioned about the fact, yeah, it's, it's difficult to kind of create that character around one line. Did you did you go in there with any kind of a, a backstory or sort of extra bits to fill in the blanks? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually have a friend named Ben, so I just I just put him in my mind and congratulating him on his engagement. And um, we were supposed to be at a party, and he was supposed to be this hip uh, friend with music going on. So. I just kind of, you know, bobbed my head and congratulated yeah. him and my wife's next to me. So, you know, I just looked at her and kind of like just dancing with her a little bit. <laughs> Imaginary <laughs> wife next to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Did you, so, yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned that the director was really, David, was that? I... David McWhorter, yes. Did you get to work much with the um, with the regular cast? Um, obviously, I oh, yes. got to interact Definitely. with Raymond. Yes. So um, the first episode, it was actually even they were um, surprised and happy because it was all of them at together in one place. Finally. Oh, filmed. Right. Yeah. So they were all excited to see each other. But because of that, it took a very long time to film that episode because it was all of them together <laughs> in one room. Yes. And yes. I guess that's that's going to be another thing about the new series with with Raymond separated off from everyone else. Those, yes. those moments of everyone being together are going to be quite rare. Exactly. Did, did, did that feeling of camaraderie come across in the fact that yeah you're, you're there for a celebration and engagement party? Did it? Did you feel that at all? Oh yeah, definitely. And and more than that, it was when we were rehearsing and stuff, and we had a lot of downtime. We we're talking, and they were explaining to us that it was the first time together, and it was just this really like exciting moment <laughs> so yeah. it was it was really good to be a part of that and they were all extremely nice and um learned a lot of stuff from them oh it's good to hear it's, it's always nice to hear that the um that the the leads are kind of yeah. nice people and oh yeah yeah i know they'd obviously gone and done the episode in vancouver so they'd yeah they'd, they'd been working on the show a bit already but if this was mm -hmm. their first time on screen together uh, yes. yeah it's a big moment to be a part of oh yeah are you are, are you are you particularly familiar with the original series um not not really because I, yeah because i was actually born in brazil and i came here yeah. when i was like six so i think when i got here i think it was like 93 1993 when i got here and that's when i think that's when it stopped so yes <laughs> and i was only like what six years old <laughs> probably so. a little young for it then at that point yeah and then Just uh, missed it, but in in permanent syndication since but uh yeah okay yeah. all right um I might move on a little bit from Quantum Leap, if I may. Um, I, I just I have to fanboy a little bit because um, I, I, I 
obviously did, did a bit of research before this interview. Uh, I checked out Shijang, uh, yesterday. Okay. I loved it. Um, I, I was, it was such a great little film. Um, and, uh, I, I apologize if I'm springing this on you because you're, you're expecting mm-hmm. a, a chat about Quantum Leap, but I'd, I'd love to hear some more about that because I noticed you, you were mm-hmm. in it, obviously, and, uh, you also got writing and production credit. Can you tell me a bit, a bit more about the background of that as well? Yes, it was, it was for HBO. Uh, I think I forgot it was a 48 or 20, 24 hour or 48 hour. It was like a, um, what you call it? like a short film contest. And me and my group of friends uh, were just like, hey, why don't we do this? Let's try it out. And then just from scratch, we were just like, okay, well, let's think of an idea and everything. And then we got like the director and writer friends to help us out. And it was all of our first time doing our own project. So it was very exciting and um, challenging at the same time. But we had a lot of um, actor friends so to help us out. So we put it together. Luckily, I had at that time, my friend had his own restaurant. So I asked him if he could borrow his restaurant. Perfect. And then my other friend who had his office, a warehouse, we used his warehouse. And it all just kind of, you know, came along like, together perfectly. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, you mentioned twenty four hours, as in this was a twenty four hour challenge, or yeah, I think it was twenty four hour challenge. Yes, it was one of those HBO challenges. I forgot it's been too long. <laughs> but I mean, but this was actually filmed in a compressed period of time. I assume yeah. it was just filmed over a period of months, and maybe you were going oh, back yeah. to different. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we had to rush everything. <laughs> just like yeah. It, it doesn't show. It's it's a very polished little piece. Um, we're gonna. It's on Vimeo, so we'll um we'll post a link to it as as part of the um the release on YouTube because I think everyone should see it. It's uh, it's it's a really lovely piece and the the performances are great. Um, so yeah. Um, really really great to know more about that. I I did notice as well. You you have done a a few short films. Is there is there something about that kind of art form that appeals to you? Do you do you specifically aim for short films? Um, no, like, I, um, for beginners, like you have to kind of pursue that also, like there's to get an agent and like, it's like a building up your resume. So, um, short films definitely was like my gateway to, you know, getting a better agent manager and then leading up to, right. Yeah. So that was, yeah, definitely one, the kind of feeling I got from Xi Jiang. It was a, it was a lovely story, but also it showcased the performances of everyone individually. I did feel mm-hmm. like it was, it was almost like that, but in a, in a really good way. Yeah. Um, great. Okay. And <laughs> do you, um, do you have any upcoming projects that you'd like to, like to tell us about? Yeah. Um, it's going to be called Emerald, I believe on Netflix, but right now I think they're calling it Griselda Blanco. Um, it's about Griselda, the cocaine godmother, um, who's played by Sofia Vergara. And that will be, I'm not sure exactly when it's coming out, but either end of this year or early next year. Okay. Yeah, All right. I, play, I play one of the cops. So um, it was actually exciting because it's, um, it's part of the Narcos and Narcos Mexico, like the scene. Yeah. Um, I've never seen any Asian because it's all, you know, like <laughs> Latinas, Hispanic, Colombians. Yeah. But I was surprised and I was super blessed to be part of that. And yeah, it was right. an amazing experience. And yeah, the director, Andre, Andreas Weiss, he was amazing. Like, he's, yeah. I think, one of the most, yeah, like humble director I've ever met. 
Fabulous. Fabulous. We'll definitely um, we'll look out for that. All right. So you, you say um, you're obviously you have this history with Ben. So you're you, you've got a friendship with him. Can we assume perhaps that your character might recur when when we're seeing maybe maybe more of the future, maybe more flashbacks to the future? Do you think? Yeah, I was back? actually <laughs> I was actually talking with Raymond about that, but um, because of the whole quantum leap and uh, yeah. you know, loop, most likely I won't be. But depending on you know who knows, you never know. But most likely not. Okay. We hear there's um, there's going to be a lot more set in the future than there was. The, the original series was all very much set in the past. They seem to be doing more in the future. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll be, definitely. be good to see you back. Yeah. I mean, everyone was amazing. Like Nanrisa, I learned so much from her and then Raymond. Everyone was very accommodating. And, you know, they taught me a lot of stuff. Like being on set before, like they even landed this part, like how they struggled and everything. It was the stories were all really great learned a lot from them. Very humbling. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us talking about your experience. Um, definitely feel like I've got uh, more of a an insight now into what that first episode is going to be about, um, or what the, or the, or that's, that scene is going to be about. Uh, mm-hmm. Lovely to hear your, your recollections and really good to hear that you've got some upcoming projects as well and some work that we can keep an eye out for. Uh, as I say, as a as a, a new fan of Shijang, I'll, I'll be making sure that that Vimeo link goes in the uh, goes in the comments. Um, everyone <laughs> should you. check that out. <laughs> and uh, thank you again for your time. Um, please uh, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel because we will be having loads more interviews coming up over the next couple of months uh, with different members of the cast and crew. Thank you again, Leo. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you so much, Matt. <laughs> Cheers. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Um, I'm Serenity, and today I'm going to be interviewing Miley Dudak. Hello, welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So how did you um, get started in show business? Well, I was younger, and my brother was doing it. And, of course, I wanted to do everything what my older brother does. So... I asked my mom if I could do it, and she's like, sure, you can try it. And so I booked some commercials and some TV shows, and now here I am. Wow. So, do you remember your um, first audition? Uh, no, because I was like four or five, I think, so. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can't even remember that far back. What was your favorite um, acting role? My favorite one was probably one on the show Mom because I got to be with my brother on set and that was really cool. So that was definitely one of my favorite experiences and one of my favorite roles. I watched the episode and like I was like the whole episode I was just waiting for you to come on screen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kinda in the end. <laughs> yeah. So, um, about Quantum Leap, just tell me everything about um, you um, filming on Quantum Leap. Well, filming on Quantum Leap was really awesome. The cast and crew was super nice. And it was also really cool because I'm a huge Harry Potter fan, and we were literally right behind their world, which was pretty cool. Mm, that's cool. And it was really cool seeing all the set. 
and stuff because it was like I was back in the 80s or 90s or whatever it was. But it was crazy because I saw the little police cars and I was literally as small as the police car. <laughs> which was like so crazy because my mom has like an SUV, which I'm like half the size of. And I just see the tiny little car and I'm like, do people even fit into it? Yeah. So the experience of being in that type of area was really cool. And just filming it and... Just the whole experience was really awesome. Where did you um, film it? Uh, we filmed it at Universal Studios. Oh, cool. In Hollywood. That's cool. Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about your um, character in Quantum Light. So, her name is Caroline. And she's the daughter of Ryan and Kate, or Katie. And she is, I think she's like 10 years old. And yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Was it cool meeting a bunch of people on the set? Yeah, that was really cool. I am a huge fan of Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick, and Raymond Lee, the lead, was actually one of the pilots in there, so that was really cool seeing him in that movie and knowing, wow, I'm in a TV show with him. (laughs) Yeah. How much time did you get to spend with um, all the actors? At the beginning, I think I was mostly just in the trailer on my phone and stuff, but then when I was filming... We were there, like, a lot, and during different takes, we, like, sat down, and we were kind of, like, all together in one room. So we were together for, like, kind of wow. two hours, Yeah, I think. That's cool. Um, yeah. So tell me um, everything about your experience with Quantum Leap. It was... Really cool being on set and stuff, and I love being on set. And it was cool seeing all the actors and everything, and being in the trailer and doing hair and makeup. And that was probably really fun. And I love like meeting everybody. Who was your favorite um, actor to meet? Probably the person who played Katie because she was really nice to me and the person who played my mom she was super nice and she was really fun to talk to okay random question what's your favorite dinosaur um probably the raptor because they're really tiny but really vicious (laughs) yeah my favorite is probably a Stegosaurus or um, Triceratops. <laughs> Did you have any lines um, on that episode? Uh, yes, I had one line. It was uh, Daddy, I think. What do you think is your favorite part of being a actor? Probably just the experience of, it's really exciting when you book a role, and I love being on set, and it's really cool 
like being able to watch myself on TV. So that's really cool. <laughs> How fun was it to um, work with Raymond Lee and Kate Bassett? It was really fun because they were really nice. And it was cool just hanging out with all the actors, and it was a really cool experience. What was your first acting role? I'm not quite sure, but I think it was a commercial. But the first one that I actually remember was I Love You, America. Speaking of that, did you ever get to watch that episode that you were in? Uh, yes, I did. And it was very interesting. Um, I actually watched it last night. <laughs> How much do you remember um, being on Mom? I just kind of remember waking up really early in the morning and driving down and being at Warner Brothers. And I remember it was like, super cold so we had to bring like super heavy jackets and it was just me and my brother and my mom uh in the trailer and then my brother and I filmed one of the tour guides or one of the people that worked there since I'm a huge Harry Potter fan he actually let us go into this kind of like museum and the bottom was like DC superheroes and then upstairs was all Harry Potter Cool. Which was super cool because I got to explore that, and it was really cool. Um, I like Harry Potter, too. I think I'm on, like, the fifth book. Oh, I'm on the fifth book, too. Cool. Do you have any um, bookings um, planned upcoming? I haven't booked anything, but I actually have a callback with my brother for a commercial, I think, and that's actually later today, so... Cool. Good luck on that. I'm excited to see it. <laughs> Thank you. What's your goal in acting? Um, my goal in acting would probably be to either get a lead role of a movie or a TV show because that would be so cool. Back to Quantum Leap. Um, have you been able to um, watch any of the footage that you filmed? No, but I have seen the trailer, which looks super cool. And I saw, like, one of the scenes that was going on in the episode right before I was on. So I kind of saw a little bit of that in the trailer, which was pretty cool. Are you going to be watching when it premieres next week? Yes, definitely. (laughs) I'm very excited for it. Same. I'm, like, trying to catch up on Quantum Leap. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm yeah. like I'm on the beginning of the second season and I have to get to the end of the fifth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. Crazy. That might take a while. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything um else that you remember um on your time on Quantum Leap? Um one thing that I remember was really cool because I love the movie Goonies. It, but it's really old, and it was crazy to see how old the time was because there was an old movie theater, and on the big thing where it shows what's playing, it said The Goonies, and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. 
because it's like such an old movie, but it's so good. And I was like, wow. Yeah, um, I love the Goonies movie also. Yeah, it's a really good movie. Thank you so much for um, being on here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for letting me be here. I'm excited to watch you on Quantum Leap. Thank you. For the Quantum Leap Podcast, I'm Serenity, and this is Miley Dudek. Thanks for watching. Bye. Uh, welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast. I am really excited to be bringing you the latest interview with a member of the cast of the new series, Den Estrate. Welcome to the show, Dem. It's great to be here. Dem plays a key role in the scene in the first episode. He plays Horace, who is the uh, dealer with the fake Hope Diamond. Um, you'll all have just seen that, so I'm sure you'll remember that. Um, and he also ends up becoming effectively the first bad guy in the series that Ben is going to use his knowledge of the future against. Um, so I'm sure that's something that's going to be coming up more throughout the show. But uh, yeah, this is you'll, you'll be the first. So I thought we'd start by just um, talking a bit generally. If you can maybe tell me about your um, tell me about your early life. Uh, I know you were you were born in Romania. What took you from from Romania to to the US? That's correct. I was born in, in uh, Romania, and uh, I w- actually I was born in Transylvania. So you can imagine all the jokes and, and um, references to Dracula and so on, and um, that comes up a lot, and uh, it's, it's great. But I was born in Romania. In, uh, I'll try and resist. I imagine you've heard. <laughs> it's all very tempting, uh, especially because Ren on doing a show, and uh, it's uh, actually Dracula. But anyway. Uh, I was born in Romania during communism, and uh, you know I uh, grew up in the like darkest time of communism in the late eighties. Mm. So uh, after that, you know the borders opened, and I started to travel. And uh, I was um, going to the University of Theatre and Film in Bucharest, and we started to actually tour and all these festivals and. Um, um, I ended up uh, touring in the uh, US in 1988. I had a kind of a relationship with a with a university in Richmond, Virginia, and I, they invited me to teach and that's how I how I ended up in, in on the East Coast. And then I started to uh, do theater um, and ended up working in Washington DC actually. And then I always wanted to I kind of had it in the back of my mind to moved to Los Angeles and uh, being, you know, films and TV. And, uh, you know, fast forward 20 years later, here I am. <laughs> Fantastic. And it's not, uh, I understand, um, you obviously mentioned the kind of the, the theatre and the drama element. I understand you've got quite a, a passion for dancing and a, quite a history there as well. Yes. I mean, I kind of fell into movement and, and dance as well. I don't call myself a dancer because I don't want to insult real dancers, but I can I can definitely move, and I've done a lot of uh, uh, movement theater, and uh, uh, I kind of approach any role a little bit from a physical standpoint, even if it's very static scene or it's if it's a very uh, you know uh, psychological realistic scene. I still think about you know the way you move and the way you 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 uh, carry yourself and little little subtle things they're always there in my in the back of my mind and uh, i find it very uh, uh, actually helpful doing very highly stylized theater 
helps me in uh, in uh, when I'm in front of the camera because uh, it gives me a, an amazing inner freedom. I mean, you cannot ask me anything that I would say, oh, why would I do that? Or how do I motivate that on, on screen? No, I'm already... Uh, 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 I've done things that seem so out of ordinary or so um, abstract, but I have to find a, a, a justification. So when I'm in, when I do that and then I go I'm in front of the camera, I'm ready to go in any direction, you know? So um, I'm available, so to speak, very quick. Yeah, I, I, I was wondering about that because I one thing I noticed, you're obviously only in the, the one scene in, in Quantum Leap, so you don't have much of a chance to build up a character. Right. But you are there on screen right away, and we have to know exactly who you are. So some some of that came from that kind of physical background, did it, that you, you were able to just it, it, pull from that? It's funny you say that because, uh, you know, I don't, you know, the, the, the first line is in, in Romanian, you know, and they, they, they let me say that in Romanian, right. and I, I, I felt right at home, right away. So I felt very free, and it was... Actually, I know it sounds like a cliche, but it was so much fun to do that scene because uh, uh, it came naturally. Even though he's such a, you know, unscrupulous guy, and I would like to think that he's completely <laughs> at the opposite of the the human spectrum than than myself. But uh, um, I felt very very comfortable with that character right away. It was. So it was very, it was it was very fun to even like be in that world of like 1980s Philadelphia, US. It, um, I mean, it was a true film experience in the best sense of the word to be dropped, so to speak, in that world because they created this beautiful world. It's like you you are in all. It almost felt like I was in like a, a, a virtual reality game when I was on the set. It was so amazing. And the show is about that. It's about transitioning from one layer of reality into another real, uh, uh, layer of reality in like uh, in a second. And so it was a, 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 just a pleasurable experience, very satisfying as an actor. Yeah, I can imagine. I noticed a lot of the, a lot of the background detail and everything. They really seem to be putting a lot of, a lot of effort into the production values. It was amazing. I was wondering, um, as you mentioned that you, you got to say the first line in Romanian, was that was that a part of the casting process? Were they specifically looking for a Romanian natural, or was that was that just luck that you showed up and said, "Look, I'll translate this for you"? I, I hope it was. I hope it was luck for them, meaning that I hope they liked uh, the fact that they made that choice because the character was written as a Eastern European mm. slash European. I think it was Russian German, right? And then when I auditioned, I said I speak okay, so I speak quite fluent general. Romanian, and then we went okay, let's make him Romanian. So uh, uh, I, I made this like background story because his name is Horace, and I think his name uh, initially was it's so Horace Johnson. I think his name was uh, Horatio Ionescu, and he he uh, changed his name when he moved to US. You know what I mean? That's kind of like my back background of the character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, you know, we made him Romanian and, and uh, this this uh, jeweler and, and jewelry forger. And uh, I I know characters like that. I it I, I, I 
as I said, you know, I went to, to school in Bucharest for seven years and I've, I've met people like that. I, it was very easy to bring him to life. I think that, that showed, um, yeah, you, you brought him to life very well. Um, you, meant, you, you talked a little bit about the atmosphere on the set. Could I ask you some, some more about that? Because it was mostly a, a guest-led scene. I know uh, Addison and Ben, the two leads, were, were there as well, but there was a lot of guest stars around there. Was, it, was that early on in the shoot? Were they still getting to know each other? Or were you walking into something that was quite well established? I, I felt like uh, the leads knew each other pretty well. They were very, very comfortable, but they were very welcoming and... Uh, it was really uh, for the short time I, I was on the on the set a very uh, collaborative atmosphere because uh, the main character he has that line in Romanian so when when he shows me that he can speak Romanian and I'm my character is surprised uh, and and uh, I, w- I was working with him on his Romanian and then. It was very like very free flow, and everybody was very relaxed. And um, yeah, I, I felt, as I said, I felt right at home. And and uh, it was almost like I was living this this uh, childhood fantasy when I was dreaming about you know how would it be? Or I was imagining how would it be to do a, a, a you know a Hollywood film. And being on on the lot at Universal with these huge sets and a lot of a lot of uh, extras and and this very different world, you know, like 1980s in Philadelphia, it was they, they practically had a whole block, you know, built. It was it it was amazing. It, it felt so good and kind of trippy because. We would go from the, you know, from the trailer, from waiting area. They would call us on the set to shoot the scene. And I would cross the street to my store, to my jewelry store. And I would see all these people. Like it was a different reality, literally. It was beautiful. It was so, so satisfying for an actor. You know, in a way, they made it very easy. It's like, it's so easy to just uh, all this was built practically for you now just live in that world so you just have to use your imagination quick and you're there and i'm very i can very easily dream like i i, I can very easily allow myself to be in this dream world because that's kind of how it felt for me done it felt like i'm in a dream that's fascinating. I you, you can never tell, uh, especially with the the production values these days, if it's if it's just they'd set up the jewelry store and then put blue screens up outside and were faking everything. But no, it's... Um, to know that you actually were basically just walking in out of the out of a backlot street, um, it was that must have been yeah magical. I suppose. It, it really was because no, it was no green screen, nothing. It was very easily you could believe that you are in, you know, in Philadelphia in the 80s. <laughs> so it was, it was nice. Do you have, before we go on to maybe some, some other talk about uh, other work that you're doing, do you have any, any particular memories about the work that day that I've maybe not, not pulled out from you yet? I, I only have, uh, like, I have a 
good general feeling about the whole experience. And uh, the luxury in in film, working in film, of, of doing, you know, several takes. Because I'm doing theater right now. I'm on stage. You know, like tonight, in a few hours, I have to be on stage at 8 o'clock. And it's very high pressure. And everybody, you know, every actor, they... You know, they, they, they know what I'm talking about. Whereas on the set, I'm so relaxed because even, you know, okay, it's, we're not going to get it, but we're going to get in the second, the third, the fourth take, whatever. And you have the freedom to, in the moment, to try different things. And I felt so comfortable. The director, producer, whoever was there, uh, it was fun. I mean, I know I, I actually don't like to use that word a lot because I take it very seriously, sometimes too seriously. But it felt fun. It felt it was very relaxed. And we were looking for new meanings, n- new takes on the scene. Right. But uh, um, it was uh, I have a very, very good feeling. Uh, that's the that's the main memory that I have from that shoot. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll just stay on that for, for one more moment yes. then. Cause you mentioned that, uh, you've, you, you got the chance to try different takes. Have you actually seen the, the finished production of that scene? Have you seen your performance? I have not. What, what they ended up I have not. And, and I, it's not because I don't want to see it. I have not seen it yet. And, uh, I can't wait to see it actually. I think they're editing quite close to the wire. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're recording this a few days before, before the air date. Yeah. And, uh, I think it's, it's only just come together for the press releases. So, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully you'll get to see that next week and, yeah. and you'll be happy with the takes that they chose. I'm looking forward to it. And, uh, I, I've, I've talked to a lot of friends and a lot of people are very interested in this show. And a lot of people are like huge fans of the show. And I didn't realize that until I did this. There's a lot riding on it, I think, for a lot of people, and um, this is why I mentioned at the start in the introduction that I'm I'm sure it will be um, a, a common theme that that Ben is able to use his future knowledge to kind of get one over on on some of the some of the other characters. So that that the look on your face, um, just as he was started talking about your your accounts in the Cayman Islands, thinking that's other characters are going to be doing that throughout the show, and you're in that position where. Uh, you're setting that scene, so so yeah. Let's talk a bit more generally because uh, you mentioned that you're uh, you're in the theatre at the moment. So can you tell me a bit more about what you're doing tonight and and any other projects you've got going on? Where where can we find you? Yes, I'm. So I I took a break to go back in the in the shop, so to speak. I'm going back to to doing theatre. I'm doing two shows in Washington D.C. with a company called Synetic Theatre, and uh, they're mainly a movement based theater company but we're doing two shows one is uh, called host and guest based on a uh, epic georgian poem written by uh, their one of their like national poets of, of republic of georgia his name is uh, vaja pshavela and it's a uh, story about uh, religious and and tribal conflict very un- unfortunately very relevant to what's going on in Ukraine and in other parts of the world today. So that's a very heavy uh, um, subject to play, but poetically beautiful and done in a very highly stylized uh, uh, manner. 
And we just opened that mm -hmm. this week. And then the next show is going to be actually Dracula. And I'm playing Dracula with the same theater company. <laughs> yes. And Amazing. It, it's, a, it's a remount. And uh, we want to make it even more, uh, 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 you know, more spectacular and sexier and, and creepier. And, and uh, it's going to be very entertaining. So that's what I'm doing. And it's a very highly uh, uh, physically demanding uh, way of uh, working on stage. That's what I was mentioning earlier. Uh, you know, you go through this, it's almost like, a, like a, almost like a circus experience. Like it's a, a high emotions uh, and, and very, mm. very uh, intricate choreography. And, and uh, it's, it's very demanding, but uh, I need that in my life <laughs> as an actor. So that's why I'm doing that. And then I'm going to go back to LA in November, kind of recharged. So, I mean, we have, we have listeners everywhere and I'm, I'm sure with the, the new interest in the show, um, that, that will only increase. So how can, how can Washington locals get tickets for oh, this? It's very easy. If you go to synaptictheater.org, that's S-Y-N-E-T-I-C, theater.org. Fabulous. All right. Thank you. Well, I'm and I highly recommend it. I highly, highly recommend. It's a very original uh, uh, storytelling. Yeah, it sounds like both your uh, your current and your upcoming project both sound sound really great. I wish I was a, a little bit closer. Sadly, it's uh, it's quite a long flight for me. Yeah. But, um, I wish you all the luck with that. Thank you very do much. You, do you have anything specific? Um, do you have anything specific coming up in November? You said you're you're going back to LA. I'm going back to LA. Uh, I'm I am working on a uh, mini TV series based on a French mm -hmm. play. The project is called The Journey. I shot the pilot. We're going to shoot nine more episodes, mini episodes of like 10 to 15 minutes. All right. Yeah, it's a very interesting format. It's a play that lends itself to that format. And uh, each episode will be like a small art film that stands on its own. But when you put them together, they make sense uh, together. So I'm producing, I'm directing, and I'm in it. That's that's my that's my uh, great combination, my baby, right now. And other than that, of course, I, I keep on uh, uh, auditioning for other projects and uh, uh, similar to uh, yeah. Quantum Leap. And I'm very excited about uh, seeing the show, and and uh, I know it's going to be very successful. Yeah. I think we're yeah we're all feeling very positive about it on the show here as well. So yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, based on my the feeling that I had, you know, I go on a on a on a gut instinct here. Yeah, I think that there's a lot going into the show, and everything you've just shared has has only made me feel more positive about it as well. Yes, and uh, as I say, by the time anyone sees this interview, the first episode will be out, and uh, I'm sure a lot of people will be will be feeling the same way. So uh, yeah, let's hope so. Great. Now, I got a chance earlier on to watch a movie of yours from a few years back, uh, from 2017 called Her Tango, which you, uh, produced, directed and, and starred in. 
Her tango is great, and I, thank you. You're, you you're, said you, you're, you're not a dancer. I was going to correct you on that. You are a dancer. Her tango was just your your moves were lovely. Uh, thank you very much. I, I tried to 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 show the the inner world more with that. I mean, it was a you know very very uh, uh, daring project, but I've done it with no money yeah. practically, and it was just pure passion and. Uh, it's it was one of those things I'm, I'm proud of, but uh, you know it was more of a learning experience. I'll do more because it, yeah. tango is is a, a, a thing I love, and I've gotten much better. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, ah yeah. yeah. No, it, it showed. Actually, it, it, now I can dance Argentinian tango. At the time, I was just learning it, and and uh, anyway, it was more passion uh, than anything. I'm no experts. I it. I couldn't. I couldn't tell from your moves, but you you look confident. Thank and, you very um, much. Everyone looked like they were feeling it. So yeah, I um, I I'm gonna make my partner sit down and watch it with me this weekend. I just watched it in prep for this. Um, Thank but you I, very I really much. enjoyed the film. So I, I really appreciate. I'm glad it. to hear you're doing more more producing and directing. I am, really and this good. is a, a beautiful project that I'm doing right now. And and uh, hopefully, maybe we'll talk yeah. about that at some point. Who knows. Yeah, you're always welcome to, to come back. And, I mean, it's uh, Quantum yeah, Leap catch podcast, forget it. <laughs> no, hey, it doesn't matter. You've been in Quantum Leap now. That's it. You're, you're part of it. You're not getting away from that ever. No, it's You'll do true, conventions. and I'm very happy what you mentioned. I really like because I'm like the first bad guy, and I, I like that. And that's cool if yeah. people identify me with that. That's that's. I'll take that. I'll, I'll run with that. That's nice. Yeah. Let's say that everyone else in the show will be doing that thing of – yeah, the the face falling uh, as Ben says, "Hey, I know this right, about you, and I know right. that." Everyone will be doing that. You you did it first. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. yeah. Amazing. So yeah, thank you so much for your time, Dan. We really appreciate you coming on the show. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. I've been Matt Dale for the Quantum Leap Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us at quantumleappodcast.com to get more exclusive features and interviews. And check out quantumleapinfo.net for the latest news on the show. Welcome to the Quantum Leap Podcast, Caitlin. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Oh, we are thrilled to have you, and uh, we're really thrilled to learn more about your character, Addison. But uh, first, can you tell the listeners a little bit about you, about your background, and the road that brought you to Quantum Leap? I was doing some research on you, and you're like the real-life Al. There's military intelligence, there's active duty military, there's law school, there's acting, there's horses, there's combat training <laughs> there's a whole bunch of stuff did i mention bartending yeah yes some bartending uh, <laughs> um i apparently have been training for this role my entire existence so <laughs> um yeah i uh i took the really regular i think path to acting which was um army law school quantum <laughs> I think that's a <laughs> trajectory. Uh, I mean, I've just been so lucky. I joined the military at 18 years old. I was still in high school. Um, and I spent seven years in. I deployed a few times, uh, three times. In, I got my degree while I was in. I had a spectacular experience. I was very lucky. Um, I got to work at NSA and on some really cool missions with some really amazing people. Uh, it was not something I was going to do forever. That had always, you know, been something I knew. Um, I had been an actor when I was in school and uh, came from a very musical theatery family. 
Um, and it was a mix. Like my dad was in Vietnam. So we had that aspect. And then we had the, it was a, to me, it all made sense. It wasn't weird to do any of those things. Um, and then, so after, uh, when I was getting out of the army, I decided to, to go to law school. Cause that seemed like, you know, the adult thing to do with someone's life. Um, and so I went to New York. Uh, my sister lived there. She was, uh, producing commercials at the time. She used to be in a band. Like she's just so cool. She's an oyster farm now. Um, and you know, with, in New York where it's so accessible, I was like, oh, well I could, you know, do explore these more creative things about myself. Cause I'm here, I'm in New York. Like I didn't go to DC. I didn't go to the pipeline, just back to the agencies. And so I started moonlighting and some, some theater classes and some writing classes and it just sucked me in. It just really got me. Uh, so I ended up going to the Adler conservatory, um, and, have been kind of grinding ever since. And then I just became the luckiest person on the planet to land this job. <laughs> yeah. So tell us how, how did you land the job? I understand uh, when we were speaking to Deborah um, early on, just as all the casting was announced, she was uber impressed by you. And uh, she said that you had uh, won some kind of huge contest and oh. that's how they, that's how they got to you. I could be getting that wrong, but. I think she was talking about the ABC discovers Disney discovers talent search. So after theater school, um, a wonderful woman named Marcy Phillips, who I swear I will buy a house for if I can ever afford it. Is She's just the, she has a book. She's a casting director at ABC has been there forever. She's just, she's made a career out of finding new faces. That's been her whole career. And she, uh, saw me in a class that she was doing for free actually during the pandemic. Cause she was just trying to give back and give actors something to do. And I, I'd taken her class. And from that moment, I didn't know this, but she had essentially pre-selected me for the Disney discovers showcase. Um, and so I went through that process and I think, I mean, upwards of 40,000 people competed for those slots and 14 wow. got in each coast. Hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's, a huge career launcher. Every people from like Chadwick Boseman to Lupita Nyong'o, like uh, so many people have been through that showcase. Uh, Pedro Pascal, and it just it's been a, a, a jumping off point for wonderful people, and the actors in that were wonderful. Uh, so we got like a year of kind of training, and and we did the showcase online. It was the first year they'd ever done it online, so it was very glamorous. They sent me a um, GoPro, and I. I shot it in the basement of my mother's house, <laughs> set up on a trash can. Uh, <laughs> acting is very glamorous. Uh, and um, and then from there, she helped me get my manager. And, and, and that's the manager that fought me into the room for Quantum Leap. It, it, and I knew she did, too, because uh, I have two managers, a, a guy and a girl. And, and normally I get an email from their assistant you know, if I have an audition, but this one I got from Avi herself at like 1130 at night. And I was like, Oh, you, you made a, fo a phone call for this one. <laughs> and I got, I got the audition and, and I just remember reading it. First of all, I meet, I flew through the pilot script. I had only meant to read a little bit just to see it. And I just loved it. And I saw the role and I saw the background for the role. And I was like, I am, I think really good for this role. And my second immediate thought was like, there's no way they're going to hire me for this. <laughs> they're never going to hire me for this job. And they did. I, I did. It was the whole audition process, right? It, from callbacks to, to tests. And it, my last stop was Ray. Um, I did a chemistry test with Ray. I think, I think against somebody else. And 
and I just got real lucky. <laughs> just if you can go into that process just a little bit, because I'm a little bit curious. I know we've had some changes behind the scenes. I'm assuming that the pilot script that you read was the original pilot, the earthquake pilot. Correct. Yes. And when you're on something that is, I guess these days, everything is sort of wrapped in NDAs and sort of mysteries. And because it's such a spoiler sensitive environment, I'm surprised they gave you the whole script Were were you only privy to get a few scenes and then once they wanted to move forward, they gave you more or, or how did that work? Oh, they did the whole, they, they attached the script to that. And I'm so glad they did because it would have been nigh impossible to, uh, to do those scenes correctly without the context of what was going on. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, how on earth would I have possibly guessed what was happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, they did. And I'm, I'm really glad they did. It was incredibly helpful. If you can go into that a little bit more. So you guys had done a complete pilot episode that um, Deborah told us about. You had done a, a, a cut, a director's cut, a producer's cut, then you'd sent it off to the network and everybody seemed happy with it. And then weeks later, we hear that um, they decided to switch it up and make a new pilot episode, which is uh, the one that just aired. Um, can you tell us uh, what, what that was like? Did you guys have to turn that one around quicker? Was there a lot more that you had to take from these, what is now going to be episode six, ostensibly, I suppose, yes. and sort of rework it into, into the new pilot? Well, I think I'm, I'm, I'm glad they did this. Having done both pilots, I think the world is just introduced a bit better in this in this not that the pilot failed to do it. They just had a different way they wanted to to open the show. Um, and and as you've seen it, they really wanted because in the first pilot there wasn't the engagement scene where you got to see the family before the fissure. And I think that's really important to see what we were before Ben does what he does. And um, kind of rips us apart. And we all have to kind of grapple with that in our own ways. Um, so that's really like what they changed along, you know, some other small stuff. But um, like the process of doing it again was honestly kind of nice. Because we had had, instead of knowing each other for two days before filming an episode, we had known each other and had been texting and had been, you know, on these fun group chats for months at that point. We had gone through waiting for a show to get approved, which is a, it's a bonding experience. <laughs> it is. We are all praying. Um, so, uh, you know, the second time we went at it, we had all of these like lived in relationships that I think you saw more, you know, we weren't trying to find them quite as much. You started to see like Mason and I have a banter. That's just so fun. And we just adore each other in real life. You know, there's just things and, and Jen is just the warmest person, Nanrissa. Um, so there's just these really cool things that we found through time, which I'm so grateful for. Um, and yeah, we they rolled in the new pilot production into the like. So we just we just started. They they took a couple production days from episode six, which is the pilot now that we have obviously have to get because a lot of the crap I said was world explaining which is yeah, now yeah yeah way too late <laughs> so um a lot of me has changed all of hq has changed because you know it's we're in the we're in the thick of it now um 
but the the leap itself, the the earthquake, the like that's all there. We get I get to work with Jewel again, who is our first co-star. They're flying her in, which I'm so excited. I mean, she's a I mean she's a sci-fi legend too with everything she's done in her life. So it's just I mean, I've seen it as nothing but the most exciting thing that we just have this opportunity. Um and and yeah, we did steal a couple of days. So the ep- we shot the original pilot in I want to say 14 days. We shot the second pilot in 12. And then all the rest of our productions are eight-day schedules. Okay. I'm curious, with the, the opportunity to approach Addison's introduction again, did you did you take a different pass at the way you were approaching the character? Um, I don't think so much because I still, I still kind of believed, especially in the first one, and you guys saw the pilot or the new pilot, um, there is an element of what, just happened like when a when a bone breaks and like the pain almost hasn't set in yet like what just happened i you know i'm i'm still grappling with that through much of it um and and so other than like what's wonderful about the relation and sitting in the relationships more and like leaning on them for 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 comfort and support and love um which we definitely did in, in 101 much more. We had the, a wonderful opportunity, but for grappling with, cause this is the first time Addison's been in the leap just as much as Ben's been in the leap. Um, and you know, she's still like, when things come at her, it's natural to think it's going to hit you. You don't realize, you know, it's not instinctually, you're not ready for it to go through you like a hologram. It's just, she's learning how to be in it, which I'm, I'm so excited as, as time's going to go on. Because I know everyone, to include me, just is devastated over the loss of Dean Stockwell. And his owl was so fun. And the Alan-Sam um, relationship was so fun. But even in the beginning, there was that time where they were still trying to figure it out. They were still trying to like, oh, what is happening? It's not safe yet. It's not we're not, we're not at a place where we think everything's going to be okay. You know, there's, it's still very, um, you know, there's an anxiousness to it. And then as the season goes on and as, as Ben and Addison get more comfortable with leaps, just like as Alan, Sam got more comfortable with leaps, that's when you start to have all this space for fun. And, you know, there's never going to be a Dean, more an, another Dean Stockwell. He was one of the best American actors of all time. I can't be better than Dean ever was. And I can't outdo Dean being Dean. There's just, there's never going to be that. So we had to have a different relationship. And what's great is that Ben isn't exactly Sam. And, and so it, we get to be something different. But what that heart of like, I'm very invested. Addison's so invested in the outcome. Obviously she loves Ben. This is her family. You know, this is her life, but, and like, these are all exciting and we have jobs to do. Um, but there is an aspect of like me being able to have my little popcorn sometimes and be like, Oh, this looks tough for you. We should, uh, <laughs> we should figure that out. You know? <laughs> and, and I think that's once we, once we get past these, like first, you know, one or two, once we start to establish what this show is and we can settle into more of the fun of it. I think that's when, especially like 
the quantum leap fans, the ones that mourn Dean as much as I do, um, will start to see that, that yumminess again. Hmm. One thing that I wanted to maybe circle back on, one thing that I noticed and that we've discussed on the podcast uh, before the interview played, um, they went very quickly through um, the the basic premise, the setup. It seemed like um, this was a pilot that was set up for a more general audience just to reintroduce the concept without dwelling too much on the geek stuff, on the science stuff, on the leap stuff. Um, do you uh, have little moments as the series progresses over the next few episodes where you linger a little bit more on those aspects just to explain them more fully? Yeah. Yep. We had to get through them in the pilot because they really wanted they want like Martin just said in the TCA panel. Um, they wanted this show to have a low bar of entry so that you didn't have to have watched all the seasons of Quantum Leap to enjoy this. But just like, you know, you're going to start to we have more space and time for the relationship. We also have more space and time for like the nerd side of Quantum Leap, which I am particularly excited about. And that's so much of Ian and like so much of me and Ian and Ian's working on things. And I'm kind of like, can you English, you know, and then uh, and that's fun. And yeah, so you're going to see a lot more of that. That's great. That's the stuff that the fans really want to see. And from the way you're speaking about it, um, it seems like you were a fan of the original series. How much did you know about uh, the old Quantum Leap before getting the job? Totally. I, so I, I was aware of it, but I was just a little under the age group, I think. I th um, Belisario at that point was making Jag, and that was a household watch in our I mean, of course it was. I was in the army and then I went to law school. So somebody watched Jag. <laughs> <laughs> somebody grew up on Jag. Um, but uh, my dad was a huge fan and he had watched it with my older siblings. Uh, I have two half siblings. Uh, so And they were uh, 10 and 13 years older. So they'd watched it. Um, so I've now gone back and, and watched. I think I'm in, I think I want to say I'm in episode three. Um, or episode three, uh, season three. Um, and still working my way through. And I mean, it's like some, sometimes I have to stop because I'm like, Dean's so good. <laughs> I'm like, I can't do that. I have to do me. It's just too, he's too good there. He's too good at what he does. Um, but it's, it's, it's really for the fans. I, I think it's such a wonderful fan base and they loved it for the right reasons. So, you know, like it's a, it's, I feel like it's part of my job to work as much as I can in and, and really study Dean's work and, and honor him. And I talk to Deborah about him all the time. And Deborah, we're very sad because Deborah always says, like, I'm like, I think I would like Dean. And she goes, you would. And he would have loved you. And it just like, it's sad because, oh, I wish I had met him. Oh, I wish I had met him. But I'll do my yeah. best. I mean, I think it's great that you want to honor his legacy, but also do your own thing. And I think that's the best way to approach it because, you know, it's not trying to be the old show. It's trying to be its its own thing, but still honor the <laughs> legacy of the show. And I think that's a great way to, to blend both worlds together. Thank you. Thank you. And to just extrapolate on that a little bit, um, 
you had mentioned before about how great it was to be able to reshoot so that you got a sense of the family before the family was broken and what these people meant to each other. We almost joined you like in media res, like everybody knows each other. Yeah. And you guys had like um, moments where we could tell that you're all old friends. Does the show explore a little bit about um, sort of the continuation from the old project because Sam is invoked, Al is invoked. So it's very much a season six, not just yeah. a reboot. Um, do we get to see? how this team came together, how you built this whole new version of Project Quantum Leap in California? Is 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 that going to be peppered in? It is. Um, but before we get to that, they're really wrestling with why'd Ben do it? And as stuff starts to come out about that, that's kind of like uh, what I like to call the nearest alligator. That's the thing closest. Um, so that's kind of what we're doing first, but all of that's like, you know, sprinkled mm -hmm. and we're going to get that and we'll get deeper into that. Um, we, we definitely have to get it with magic and, and, and they already have, they already shot, you know, like a good establishment of that. And we can't pretend like it's a big surprise now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so yes, it's coming, but there's, there's a lot of good stuff to get to before that, which is absolutely, like you said, um, a season a long a long awaited season six right so i guess what i'm inferring from from what you're saying there is that a lot of times in, in shows especially um you know uh, like say star trek or whatever these days the whole season seems to revolve around one central mystery mm -hmm. that drives the plot and the story forward are you telling me that sort of the why ben leaped is going to be only a small part of this season it's not going the whole season's not going to hinge on them trying to figure it out or it's going to be resolved a little sooner. That's definitely the big question. And, and, and there's in the comp, what I'm saying is that you are going to get some of your continuations whilst we try and answer that question. And Fair that's enough. Not, yeah. <laughs> carefully so, answered. Uh, carefully. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> So um, as the Observer, you get to uh, handle probably the most iconic piece of tech on the show, which is the handlink. And uh, the handlink that we saw in this premiere episode is so vastly different from the original, but it has some of the same functions. It's, it's a locator primarily. It's a conduit to Sam. It's also a holographic projector. Mm -hmm. Will future episodes give that more of a spotlight? Will we be able to see a bit more of what this new handling can do? Uh, yes. Um, I don't, I think not for the first few. Uh, what am I about to shoot? Hang out for seven. <laughs> okay. Because the handling from the first pilot and the handling from the second pilot are different. So we kind of had to deal with that. You got and, my next question. Yeah. <laughs> and we, I just shot that. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I certainly nodded to Dean whilst, whilst dealing. Um, you'll see. Yeah. The hand link, uh, that was more of like a practical thing. We just had to make that make sense. <laughs> Why does that look so different? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, it's, um, you'll see. It's exciting. It made me, when I read it, I was like, okay. That made me excited. <laughs> cool. 
Look, I'm just stoked, okay? I'm not great at the interview <laughs> stuff. I will be upfront about this. <laughs> I'm just stoked. I'm really stoked about this new show. You know, there's lots of exciting things coming up, but I'm really glad that we're able to talk to you about it. Like, and I'm glad to see your enthusiasm about it as well. Oh, I'm so pumped. I mean, I'm just so, I'm also, I'm really excited to talk to the fans because I know, like, I know I'm as heartbroken as they are of the loss of Dean. And so, like, I just, I just, you know, Let's just try it. Just try it out. Just try it on. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we're working for it. The fans are ready for something new, and it, it's very clear that everyone involved is cares so much about this. Everything we've seen in interviews so far, um, yeah, the, the passion that you're showing right now is, seems to be shared by everyone, and that's just uh, that's, that's yeah. going to come through. And it, it came through in episode one, definitely. Um, we could tell. It's a strong start. And it'll just get... It just, like I said, the more space we have, the, the calmer the story gets, and the more space we have, the more you'll see it. I, I would be remiss to not ask this because I think our listeners would um, string me up. Um, might there be a, a, a trip to a long defunct Project Quantum Leap somewhere in the deserts of New Mexico as the series goes on? I haven't seen it yet, but we shall see. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Are there any other tidbits that uh, we haven't talked about that, that you can maybe drop? And if not, I understand. No. It, <laughs> but it's it. Like, it's, they're, it's, they're, they're layering this story in with so much that I think people are going to be really excited about. Um, that does make it a long awaited season six. So um, yeah, give us, give us a good shot. We're, we're doing the, we're doing the best we can to make this like a great quantum leap sequel and not just, you know, a brand new version of some old IP. We understand you, you, you did the pilot in Vancouver. You've got a 12 episode run that you're shooting at the moment and waiting to hear about a further nine. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we drop on Monday and then, you know, our guess is we'll hear in the next month or so, but, um, yeah, we'll see well, that Everything what I'm hearing is gar guaranteed 12 episodes of quantum leap is what I'm hearing. So that's also what I heard. Yeah. Who, who, who thought no. we'd be here? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. How it's, can anyone, how can anyone be mad about, 12 more episodes. There's some people that are just against, you know, doing anything else. How can they be mad? You get more. You get, you get more. more. <laughs> right? Like it or don't, you get the option. Sure. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you have been more than generous with your time, Caitlin. Is there any aspect of the show or the character of Addison that we haven't touched upon that you'd like to discuss, that you'd like to expand upon? I don't think so right now. I think I think we're gonna explore it in the show, and and I'd like to, you know, hopefully talk to you guys again after a few more episodes or after the season, and, and we can yeah. kind of see where we are there because I think that'll oh. be. Yeah, um, that's that you've that's that's our master plan. Uh, we're inviting you back right now okay. after the season yeah. is over, so no we can talk about everything. <laughs> yes. No backseat. It will be an extravaganza. <laughs> so. Well, all right. Um, again, Caitlin, thank you so much for joining us today on the Quantum Leap Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me.